More memories are made when you're there for live NFL action. And when you need tickets, Ticketmaster's got you covered. As the official marketplace of the NFL, Ticketmaster gives you more ways to find your perfect seat. Their interactive seat map gives you 360-degree previews of your section to make sure you have the best views of those pivotal plays. And if your plans change, Ticketmaster gives you more flexibility to sell or transfer your tickets. Plus, mobile tickets make getting in on game day a breeze. You can even customize your Ticketmaster app to rep your team's colors. Find tickets today at Ticketmaster.com NFL. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Tuesday night. That means you're listening to another episode of Dynasty Theory. Mitch, it is that time of the year again where you can already hear I'm a little stuffed up. I I went into the office today, had a coughing attack, had to go into one of the little breakout rooms, quarantine myself because, like, my coworkers are looking at me like, dude, <laughs> I'm on a call. Will you shut up? So... I'm going to be going on mute, I'm sure, at least a few times tonight. But that's why, you know, I have you here to do the, the heavy lifting, Mitch. Something like that. I mean, I think you had a cough for six months last year. Pretty close to. I mean, it went through the whole winter, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, and I'm expecting it. We've been through two different ear infections over the last month with the kids. And, uh, you know, Johnny just hacking up a lung every time he talks to us and just like coughing directly into our faces. It's beautiful. Yeah. I mean, you have kids, you know how it is. Yeah, they're sick all the time, dude. So today, like normally I don't put my lineups in on a Tuesday, but that's in time at work today. I'm like, screw it. I'm gonna get my lineups done. I got through like 10 teams and I'm like, this sucks. <laughs> like I'm playing Juju and Ooh, Clyde oh. Edwards, a And I mean, it's like, I might as well just take a few L's this week, hope to go 50-50, and just move on to next week because this week is rough. Let's see. I, I have some comments on that, but we got Greg <laughs> in the chat. We got Thomas able to catch a live show. We appreciate you. Uh, we got we got Beehart in the chat. Everybody has ear infections. It's the new flu. I was thrown off for a second because I pulled up ESPN.com mm-hmm. and one of their videos started auto-playing. Oh. <laughs> and I'm like, wait a minute, wait what a is minute? that? Yeah, so we're looking at what are week seven here. Man, six bye weeks, Bengals, Cowboys, Titans, but hopefully nobody has too many Titans playing. Yep. Jets, Panthers. The great CJ Stroud in Houston. They're on a bye this week. It's going to, I mean, and with injuries, yeah, there are going to be, but it's tapping to everybody. Yes. You know, yeah. so I, I, I think we're, you know, it's ugly, but it's going to be ugly for our opponents as well. I hope we'll see what's going on. We got Owen in the chat, got the part of our Irish contingency. What is it? 3 a.m. out there? Jeez Louise. All parts what made me think about here. it was I saw some trades in the Discord going to where people were like, oh, hey, this player has a week seven buy, so I'm trading for this other player. I'm like, man, take the L this week. It's fine. You don't need to make trades in Dynasty because of bye weeks. It's okay. You could lose one game and move on. More, You still might win. I mean, it doesn't mean you're going to lose just because you have not the best starting lineup as we've seen this whole year. I've had 
I've won a lot of weeks to where I scored like 120 points when my average was like 180, 190. It's just this year is just a little bit different. Yeah, and I'm looking at it. It's not even like, okay, you squeak by, you want to match up with 120 points in a 12-team super flex, start 10, two PPR for tight ends. But you're like still 500-ish in all play for that week. Yeah. Like it's not – it could be a heck of a lot worse. But, you know – that's interesting, and and there are so many different things in the Discord that I'm seeing this year more so than previous years, and I think part of it is because every offseason we get new folks that join the Discord, so we start getting different different thought processes and questions and more overarching ideas, which is fantastic because I think it helps everybody grow that much more as a Dynasty player. But we are getting a lot of questions. Would you do this based on this bye week? And I can personally tell you, I've never made a decision in a dynasty league from a trade perspective based on a bye week. No, no, I it's. I mean, I know dynasty is redraft right now, but that one game isn't the end of the deal. I mean, if that's the reason for you not making the playoffs and not making a push, then you probably shouldn't be making a push in the first place, in my opinion. Yeah, just take the L or. Yep. Hopefully you have some guys that you could plug in. I know in the in the twenty eight player rosters, twelve team leagues, there are still some players that you might be able to plug into a lineup. Yep, yep, I think so. Dan is not with us tonight, obviously, but I posed the question: Hey guys, what would you want to talk about? And Dan said, "Like, what about these middle of the road quarterbacks? Mm-hmm. You know, all the time throughout the off season, especially." We talk about pivoting up and tearing up, but sometimes you're stuck with these quarterbacks and it could be a Daniel Jones. It could be a Derek Carr, a Matthew Stafford that are being thrust into our lineup because maybe Joe Burrow was banged up. Maybe Anthony Richardson potentially out for the rest of the year. Dak Prescott not producing at times. Justin Fields now banged up. So you're forced to get these guys in your lineup because when it's all said and done, unfortunately, we can't get Justin Herbert, Patrick Mahomes, Tua on every single team. So from a middle-of-the-road quarterback perspective, are there any guys that kind of stand out to you? And it's going to be interesting because I think you and I might have different definitions when it comes to middle-of-the-road because you might be throwing my man Russ in there. And he is just an elite asset. And I say that with a little bit of sarcasm. A little bit, but, a little bit. But but overall, like, you know, I know your offseason strategy for the most part is get those studs. Mm-hmm. But there's going to be some teams where you don't have that. So how are you doing in those situations? And what are you doing? I yeah, say. it was hard for me to get those studs this past season because the price was so high. So I kind of got off that. So what I've noticed, especially this week and last week to where I have a lot of teams that are built around Jared Goff, a lot of teams that are built around Kirk Cousins, um, those kinds, because what ended up happening is I was able to get multiple 24 picks. So here I am. I have a team that has like Jared Goff and oh, Geno Smith, right? And those are my two main quarterbacks or Geno Smith and Cousins or anyone in that tier. But I have the two 24 first on a lot of those teams. And so when I go out, What I've noticed, I try to go out and upgrade any position on that team. I'm afraid to because I look, 
I got to use this 24 first to upgrade that quarterback position because I don't feel good moving them all away. And those are my two quarterbacks moving into future years. So for me, the middling part is really hard right now because even the good quarterbacks are a little bit middling right now as far as fantasy points scored. We have Justin Herbert, who averages like 23 points a game in your four-point scoring. But then you have Trevor Lawrence, who's doing 15 points a game. And it's and in between there, you have Watson, Richardson, Purdy, Wilson. I mean, even Sam Howell scoring more points than him. So it's, I think this year is really hard because in previous seasons, we saw the huge leap in the elite quarterbacks. They were so far ahead of the others that you were losing if you didn't have one of those guys. This year is just not the case. So while these are middling guys, as long as they stay healthy, you could still win with them this year so far. And I actually think it presents a unique opportunity because during the offseason, it is nearly impossible to tear up. Mm -hmm. It just is. But right now, because these guys, and we had a great discussion in the Discord earlier tonight, and it was centered around Lamar Jackson. Well, is he really giving you that league-winning upside? Mm -hmm. And based on his points per game and his production and what other guys around him are doing, no, he's he's not necessarily giving you that league winning mm-hmm. upside right now. But because of that, and you could look at it with Patrick Mahomes, you could look at it with I mean uh Trevor Lawrence you mentioned, you yeah. uh you know, so I, there are there are certain examples and you're you might be able to do something involving a Matthew Stafford or a Derek Carr, and you got to add to him still. But what was market previously, and he, it still might not have gotten a deal done, now at least it opens up that door. Mm-hmm. Because let's say you are somebody sitting there and you have Anthony Richardson, Kyler Murray, Trevor Lawrence, and Justin Herbert. All right, that that's a great quarterback room. Yep. But you look at it now, Kyler Murray's still out. We're not sure that timeline. Anthony Richardson could be out for the season. Trevor Lawrence, he's fine. He, you know, he's not fantastic by any means. Man, the groggy froggy is awesome. (laughs) Listen, as I always say on the pivot point, the groggy froggy's out in the morning. He's out at night right now. And usually it's you, Nick. It is. You're the groggy froggy. But, you know, looking at these quarterbacks, if that's your anchor, and let's say you had players like Devon Achan, mm-hmm. you know, uh, we could point to uh, maybe maybe a Debo Samuel. But you were expecting production based off of what we knew, what we saw previously. Mm-hmm. Maybe you have a Jameer Gibbs. And now you need something across the board from a skill position perspective this is where the opportunity comes into play. If you're somebody that's maybe two and four or three and three, but your all play percentage is low, your potential points or max points four is low, you can do something and package up position players with one of your middling quarterbacks for the higher tier dynasty asset. Because when it comes down to it, it's the position players right now that are giving folks the positional mm-hmm. advantage. It's those. Uh, it, it's those old wide receivers, Tyree Kill, Cooper Cup, 
Stefan Diggs, uh, you know, Jamar Chase, obviously a little bit different in that category, but previously it's always high end quarterbacks and high end tight ends. Yep. They are the yep. difference makers. This year has been so completely different. Dude, can you trade Jared Goff and Diggs right now and get close to Burrow? I don't think that's all you have to do, but I think it gets you close enough with how Burrow is and how even that off that offense didn't look great. I know they won, but the offense didn't look that great again. So I think uh, you're going to have to add a little bit more to it. But if you brought that up in August, people are like, you're absolutely insane. There's no way that happens. But now that it's point scoring season and people are going to be making a push for those playoffs, I guarantee you we see deals like that. I actually don't think... I would not be shocked to see a deal like that go through. And I'm pulling up DynastyDaddy.com, one of our one of our partners. Again, I'm on there every single day, whether it's constructing a trade idea, whether it's just going through power rankings in a league. I love the- how fast it pulls up um, the trade calculator. Like if you want to just make sure that you're not way off base, their trade calculator, I mean, it pulls up in seconds compared to other websites that take a little while to load. And... Their trade database, which I'm accessing right now, mm-hmm. it has trades that went through today. Yes. Doesn't have a 24, 48 hour lag. And it tells you exactly where the tight end premium is, how many players have to be started, how many teams, what's the PPR. But I'm looking up. So we said what? Goff. Goff and Diggs for Burrow. Well, let's just see if there's anything that had Burrow and Goff. Uh, I mean, 12. 12- 12-team Superflex, start mm-hmm. nine. This is actually 11 days ago, so the Joe Burrow hate still might have been it's where the in calf full was force. Yep. Kyron Williams, Jared Goff in the mid-24 second yeah. for Joe Burrow in a mid-26 second, and they just put mid for everything across the board. Jared Goff, a 24 first, a 24 second, a mid-25 second, for Burrow in a 25 third. Again, these are trades that would not have been considered no, no, during the no. offseason. So while this uh Jared Goff, two thirds and a first for Joe Burrow, mm-hmm. two uh super flex, 12 team, start 10. That was nine days ago. So I'm not advocating one way or the other necessarily, but like you said, the door is open now. So they uh, I'm excited if I have a team that has these producing quarterbacks. Now, Jared Goff has has propelled himself multiple tiers oh, yeah. from where we were in the offseason. Yep. And I was thinking back earlier today because I knew we were going to talk about Jared Goff specifically. And when he first went to Detroit, I certainly felt that he was going to be a bridge quarterback. Mm-hmm. And clearly I was wrong. And well, they're going to draft a quarterback this year. They're going to draft it. And now we're here in his third season mm-hmm. with the Detroit Lions. He has gotten better each and every year. He still has one year left on his previous deal. I think I'd be shocked if he doesn't get extended. Oh, same. <laughs> because, like, I mean, Geno Smith got extended, and that was based off of one year. Mm-hmm. Jared Goff has improved each and every year. And that's not a knock on Geno, by the way. Right, right, right. But with what we've seen from Jared Goff, I and I would have thought this was nuts three months ago, but I have Jared Goff and Dak Prescott on the same tier. And I don't know why you yeah. there's Jared Goff is younger. Uh-huh. Uh uh more at this point, more stable franchise. It, could you believe 
if if you heard five years ago the Detroit Lions are a more stable franchise than the Dallas Cowboys, yeah, dude, it, it's a world, dude. Like Lions are beating teams by fourteen points, and I don't know how to react. I'm like, I'm just assuming they're going to lose, but I don't want to make this just a Jared Goff show. Um, one guy that I did want to bring up was Dak because I see Dak being available in a lot of trades right now. He was offered to me three or four different times today. I can't get myself to buy him. I can't get myself at market value right now to want him on my team because like we brought up earlier, I don't think he's giving you anything weekly that you can't get from 20 other quarterbacks in the NFL. And I don't think his high end is that much higher than someone like, uh, I hate to say it, but Jordan Love weekly. You know, I think he's a little bit more consistent, but I think the top end's the same top end. So I have a really, really hard time. That's like the one quarterback right now that's sticking out to me. That like, I cannot pay market value for R. The way my tiers have separated throughout this this season, six weeks in, I've gotten a little bit more of a gap between like the top seven mm-hmm. and that eight to 11 tier. And then I have a gap between the 11 and then 12 to 21, mm-hmm. even though there are two separate tiers there. But then you have Sam Howell and Matthew Stafford at 22 and 23 for me. And I'm a little bit below market on both of them looking at fantasy calc live positional values based on actual trades. But once you get past 23 quarterbacks, Mm -hmm. it's either question marks moving forward from a safety standpoint. Wait, what did you say it was? You said it's all trash. (laughs) I I thought you said it's tragic. And I was like, Uh, that could be a way that works too. Yeah, that's this is tragic. But or they're just really not giving you anything. Mm -hmm over you know maybe even a positional player that you could start like in plus six minus four scoring you are not excited to start start kenny pickett you are not excited at this point in time to start daniel jones desmond ritter Derek carr baker mayfield certainly the question marks after 2023 what happens but then we get into jimmy garoppolo mac jones aaron Rodgers, who is 75 years old a blown out achilles um Doing who knows why he says he's going to be back in like two weeks from an Achilles tear, obviously hyperbole. But then we have a spot starter in Gardner Minshew, a bridge, presumably throughout 2023. Mm -hmm. And like it's it's crazy if you I have Daniel Jones closer to Gardner Minshew than I do Daniel Jones to Russell Wilson. And that's 100 percent the truth. Yeah, yeah, I do. It's. It's so hard right now, man. I mean, it's things change like that. Yeah. And so like the actual advice that I would actually give people is if you are okay, staying in this mid QB tier, which I am more than happy to this year, I want guys to where I could count on their future. Even though Goff only has one more year, he's not going to go anywhere. Geno Smith. I feel the exact same about, I feel the same about, I hate to say it. Watson. Like I'm not a Watson guy. Watson's going to be the quarterback there in two years because they gave him all the guaranteed money in the world. So he's not going anywhere. But the guys that I'm kind of hesitating on, Kirk Cousins, even though I know he'll be a starter in the NFL, I don't know where he's going to be. Yeah. Um, same thing with Russ. They could That team could easily draft Caleb Williams. They're that bad to where they could not win that very many games this year and be in the running for it. And then, no, they didn't trade their first round pick for Peyton, right? 
No, they, they'll still have a first-round pick. That's what I thought. Okay, I don't know why I got that in my head all of a sudden, but I just want to make sure I wasn't wrong on there. But guys like that to where Justin Fields, guys to where I don't know if they're going to be a starter next year, I'm staying completely away from those guys because we have the other ones for the same value or even a lesser value that we could still have control of. Yeah, and that's interesting too. You make a good point, and it comes up so many times in trade scenarios and trade polls in the Discord, which the Discord community is completely free. So if you listen to the show, if for some reason you're out of your mind and you want to talk to us 24-7, you have that capability. The link is in the episode description, whether you're on YouTube or the podcast feed. But again, completely free. Uh, Stop in, say hi, be as active or as inactive as you would like. we got a lot of people just creeping behind the scenes, and that's okay too. But you talk about it, and it's like, like we're going to trade question. Hey, would you trade this to acquire Justin Fields? And it's like, yeah, like the value's fine, but did you explore trade possibility for somebody else at a much lesser price? And the Justin Fields dynamic is so interesting because his value in fantasy calc is high just because he really doesn't get traded anymore. Oh, okay. No, that makes sense. So so his value doesn't move one way or the other because you don't see the trades for him. Yeah, so it's not being adjusted. So he's still showing up as the 26th player overall. Mm -hmm. If you do a startup right now, (laughs) he's not going to the 26th (laughs) spot. But it's it certainly is interesting. But yeah, the the safety still comes into play. And that's always why, even if the point per game production isn't giving you far over replacement level. It's why people are okay paying up for these guys with with far more security in these elite assets. You know, on paper right now, uh, should Trevor Lawrence be valued significantly higher than Sam Howell from a point per game perspective? Sadly, no. And that's where things come into play. And it really is an interesting dynamic, and we see this. I'm going to steal a line that Ryan put in the chat here. Mm -hmm. The pendulum, we see it swing drastically one way or the other once the season starts and once the season's over. And I want to – this is a great segue into Ryan's question here in the chat. Yes. Will we see a pendulum shift going into the offseason with quarterback values falling off in super flex leagues? And if you don't mind me answering really quick, I think we still are going to see – those, you know, seven, eight guys go in the first round of super flex drafts. But then it's like, why take a DAC in the second or third when I can get all that production and maybe then even more in the fifth, sixth, seventh round? No, I completely agree with you. But is it the safety then that comes into play? I don't think it is because the problem Well, you're going to have a couple more rookie quarterbacks come in that are going to change things a little bit. But we do have good young players in the NFL right now. I mean, how high, if we did a startup today, where would Sam Laporta go in a tight end premium league that has like a two, four catches or maybe 1.75? He's going to go absurdly high right now. I mean, we have a lot, Brees Hall. He's going to go absurdly high. It's We have enough good young players right now that is going to push down that second tier of quarterbacks. Like I can't take Dak Prescott in the second round. I 
as much. I mean, Watson isn't going to go there. I can't even name one that I really want to take this second round because those rookies are going to go higher. And then you have the seven quarterbacks that we feel pretty locked in on. And after that, it's like, whatever. Someone else is probably going to take him before I will. Yeah, it's it's interesting. And I, I wanted to bring up two quarterbacks specifically. Okay. And, you know, obviously we talked about Jared Goff a good bit. Mm-hmm. Where do I want to go? Do I want to talk about these other quarterbacks? I have a lot of things written down for Jared Goff. So can I just kind of say them? Uh, well, you wrote them down, so we have to talk about them. All right. I like it's his eighth season in the league. Okay. Mm-hmm. He starts out with the Rams. He's only 29 years old this year. He has career highs in completion percentage. This is his highest touchdown rate since 2018, 2017 and 2018. He had those two off the chart years with Sean McVay. His interception rate this year is below his career average. This is his highest career success rate from a passing perspective. We talked about the contract situation. I think we both feel very confident he gets extended. This year, he ranks first in adjusted completion percentage. Now, here's the thing, and I'm wondering if it's really going to see a spike with Jamison Williams back now. Only 8.4% of his past attempts have traveled at least 20 yards through the air. I don't think we see a difference. Keep going. So that ranks 26th, but he ranks first in deep throw completion percentage at 71%. All right, so he's at 71%. C.J. Stroud is number two at 56%. Like, he's, I think he's at 13 of 18 or something, or 12 of 17. Mm -hmm. So I I don't know if if we see an uptick. I think there's still going to be so much underneath with Laporta, Gibbs, you know, a lot of things happening here within 20 yards. But it's just, he's playing out of his mind. And I, you know, I'm trying to think, like, I'm trying to find a good comparison here of a quarterback. If they were doing what Jared Goff would be doing right now, what their value would be. And I Aaron, think I want to say Aaron Rodgers during his MVP years. No, no, no. I'm saying like right now. Oh, right now. Right. Now, like, right now. you know, if, uh, if Dak Prescott had Jared Goff's numbers, oh, I think Dak would be seen as a top <laughs> yeah, without six, a doubt. six or seven yeah. quarterback. Yeah. No, I actually think this is. So gonna... is it just the 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 uh, the initial bias? I think so. I think it's actually going to change, though. I mean, I hate to keep talking about Jared Goff, but it's. Um, I do think he's going to be seen as a top eight to nine quarterback when this year's over. The only big hesitancy I have is Ben Johnson's an absolute genius, the offensive coordinator for the Lions. Like, dude just knows what he's doing. Is he and gone after this year? I think he's gone, right? He's going to get an absurd amount of money, and he's gone. And then how much do you love Jared Goff when Ben Johnson's gone? That's kind of the scary thing. But, no, I think you're right. I mean, if you – honestly, if you had Deshaun Watson doing exactly what Jared Goff is doing right now, how would people act? Oh, he's always been quarterback three in Dynasty. He never should have changed. Why would anyone do that? But that's that's just what we do. If Watson, I mean, they he would be in that 106, 107 startup discussion. Oh, easy. If he were doing what Jared Goff was doing. Dak Prescott, same thing. And I love Dak. I you know, I I had him in green on the sheets for how long during the offseason. 
So, it, you know, it, it's just so interesting because we all have these biases and they creep in and it's like, well, we want to see them do it a little bit longer, a little bit longer, but he's improved every single year. This being year three in Detroit. So let me throw some rapid fire at you and we'll see how rapid it is without, Oh, I'll be fast without Dan. All right. Unless I state otherwise. So do I need a quarterback here with Jared Goff? Am I like needing a quarterback? Cause that's kind of the hard thing, right? You got to give me a little bit of a strategy to go with here. Yeah. You know what? Let's say for all of these, your quarterbacks, Anthony Richardson, okay. Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, that's your quarterback room. Okay. So presumably you're going to need a quarterback, but you need a quarterback, but I have some depth. But you've gotten the points there up to this point. You're yeah. four and two or five and one. Yeah. Okay. And unless I state otherwise, assume 12 team super flex, two PPR for tight ends. Okay. Jared Goff, and these are trades that were completed. Yeah. Jared Goff for 25 first and 24 second. Jared Goff. Jared Goff for a 25 first and a 25 second in a 14 team super flex. <laughs> Jared Goff. These are all trades that went through in the last two days. 12 team super flex. Jared Goff for Zay Flowers. Jared Goff. Jared Goff for Tony Pollard. Jared Goff. Jared Goff for TJ Hawkinson. Jared Goff. Now, this group, uh, starting with the Zay Flowers, actually, these are just one for ones that I pulled. These aren't yeah. actually trades that I was able to find. So, did I say Hawkinson? You did. Yep. Jared Goff or Devon A. Chain? Dude, A. Chain's value is so weird. It's Goff for me, but A. Chain's value is so weird right now. Kenneth Walker Goff? No, Goff. Jared Goff or Drake May? Oh, I take Drake May. Okay. Now that's. We'll just talk ca- about that upcoming. Upcoming in the future discussions we'll have on the show. Uh, there's reasons for that. And that's just kind of a, obviously. Yeah. Uh, not this league specific. Uh, Jared Goff or Brock Bowers? Uh, uh, Brock Bowers. Jared Goff or whoever your 2024 rookie running back one is? Uh, Jared Goff. Okay. Uh, now I want to go back to the middle of the road quarterbacks. So mm-hmm. bouncing around it's like ping pong back okay. and forth. Okay. Uh, Two different guys I'm going to talk about. One is giving you decent point-per-game production in Matthew Stafford. Here are some actual trades that went through, and I want the side that that you prefer and the quarterback room that we previously mentioned of Anthony Richardson, Justin Fields, and Trevor Lawrence, your four and two or five and one. Matthew Stafford or Elijah Moore in a 24-second. Matthew Stafford. Matthew Stafford or Jaden Reed in a 24-second. Stafford. 14 team, Matthew Stafford or Gabriel Davis and Ryan Tannehill. I need to go and offer some trades for Stafford. That's what it sounds like. They're, the market is wide open. The uh, A trade centered around Matthew Stafford, this one's the highest I've seen. Matthew Stafford or 24 first? I'd take the 24 first. Even if you're in that exact situation we talked about? Yeah, because if I'm going to spend the first, I'm going to try to go for someone like... I'm. I hate to say it, Jared Goff, Geno Smith, someone that just has a couple of years younger that I know is going to be there for three to four years. I still really worry about that Rams team just assigning a close-up shop. All right. Early 24-second and late 24-second. <laughs> Matthew Stafford. 
All right. So I think what we, we see here is the door is open. And it's funny because I have him in red on the sheets just because he's coming in at quarterback 21 based on trades. But then you see trades like this over the last two days. And I think these are situations where teams are throwing in the towel. I think so too. Yep. So they're they're one and five. They're two and four. Their potential points are in the garbage. They're towards the bottom of the standings. They want Matthew Stafford off their team. So for the most part, that window is wide open. So if you are in a situation like we just talked about, and your quarterback room is in need of an immediate uh, producer, if you will, check the bottom of the standings, see if Matthew Stafford is there because it seems like he's going to be somebody you can sniff around on. Now, Derek Carr. How how much differently do you view him compared to a Stafford or a Geno? Uh, Derek Carr, if he's on my team, I'm very sad. And I will accept just about anything for him at this point because I don't think he's a good quarterback. Yeah, it's... <laughs> Sorry, dude. Like, to me, he is Ryan Tannehill from a couple years ago to where you have him. You're like, I have a starter I could put in my lineup. But I don't want to put him in any of my lineups. <laughs> Uh, very blunt, and, and Greg doesn't typically mess around. He says, car yeah. sucks. Yeah. I see our guy, Super Duper Flex, Bill, in the chat. What's up, party people? I don't think anybody's ever referred to me as a party person, but I'll take it. So, uh, so Derek Carr or 25 first? 25 first. Derek Carr or Cam Akers? Okay, Derek Carr. <laughs> that was the trade. Yeah, that's awesome. That was it. So uh, maybe, you know, uh, but... Still, I, I think if, especially if you're not contending, now is is the best time possible. I think to gear up towards next year yep. and really be able to consolidate some of these guys like a Matthew Stafford, uh, Geno Smith, Kirk Cousins, Russell Wilson, and get up to one of those guys that you know it's going to take some still, but get up to a Trevor Lawrence, a Joe Burrow, uh, Anthony Richardson at this point in time if he is going to be out for the season because those teams are going to be looking for guys they can produce. All right. Give me one sec here. All right. All right. Just had to go on mute. All right. One thing I want to talk about here from a more theory perspective, and this has been going on in the chat for a couple weeks now, and it's essentially dumping points. And I know a friend of the show, Scott Connor, he put out a show uh, two days ago, yesterday, I, I caught it. I, As always, I thought it was a fantastic show. But this has been coming up in our chat constantly, and it's dumping points. It's you're not contending. You want to jockey for position in your rookie drafts here, and you're looking to get potential points off your, your roster. Yep. So I want to know just in a, in a nutshell – what are your overall thoughts and how are you approaching that? And did you see I actually did something in a co-managed league earlier today? But absolutely not. I let you kind of take control of all the waivers and stuff in those leagues. Not waiver. We made a trade. Oh, we did? In Sunday Funday <laughs> zero, zero, 001. <laughs> okay. With Tim. Okay. And you are busy. Right, listen, so... Tim well, no, okay, us. okay, so for everyone that knows, I don't know what happens. We play in a lot of my fantasy leagues. John gets the email, no joke, four to five minutes before I do on a trade. So they're rejected before I even see him. So most of the time, I just see our co-owned team 
it says trade and then there's nothing else afterwards just with how Google cuts it off on my phone. So I usually just assume they're all revoked or canceled. All right. Well, for context, and let me know your thoughts in the chat. So for con this is a 12-team Superflex, two PPR for tight ends. We are two and four. We're 11th in the standings. Right now, we would be the 102 by three potential points. All right. We have 887. The 101 has 884. Okay. So in my mind, I'm like, let's shed points. Okay. We were offered Devon Achan and Michael Wilson for DeAndre Swift and Michael Pittman. Okay. What do you think about the initial offer? Oh, oh, of course you countered because, I mean, that's what happened. I would have accepted that, to be honest. <laughs> so I rejected it, and I countered, instead of Michael Wilson, Terry McLaurin, and it was okay. accepted. Okay. So we got Achan. We got Swift off the roster. We actually got a little bit older at wide receiver, mm -hmm. but not hurting our potential points from a Pittman to McLaurin perspective. But now I think we can find a contender to take McLaurin. I was just going to say, no, we can trade Terry. I love it. So now I think from a points per game perspective, we came down a little bit. We get A-Chan whenever he comes back. Watch, he's me dropping 50 bombs and we're going to blow that. Yeah. But at least we got him. It's true. It's true. No, that's a great trade, man. I love it. Okay. I can't believe you didn't ask me about that. You didn't even like send me a message. Dude, you, you ignore me. Like I try to, to be honest. I think a lot of people do, and I get it. But anyway, okay. so okay, okay. that's this is one of the team. Th this is our only co-managed team mm -hmm. that I think we need to be actively dumping points. Agreed. Everything else, we're either already super, super low, or we're in contention. And, you know, I feel decent about our chances. There's some that might need to explore. But properly dumping points if you're not contending, enlighten me. Yep. Okay, so it really depends on your league settings. One of the first things you should do is everyone's always telling you, hey, if you have 28 roster spots, you need to fill 28 players. Not if you're dumping points, you don't. So on the teams to where I am truly trying to get the 101 or the 102, I will roster 20-ish players because I want to make sure I have enough so I could fill the starting lineup every week. I just don't want to fill a very good starting lineup every week, so I don't want a lot of options, and I don't want a lot of players on my bench that could end up messing up my max points or my potential points however you look at it. So there's quite a few teams to all have like 20 to 22 players on my roster because... I don't want a full bench. I'd see no reason to have a full bench. Uh-oh, John's throwing out the flag. No, no, this is more, I, I didn't want to jump in and actually interrupt you, so uh -huh. I wanted you to finish what you... Okay. Are you in any leagues where the bylaws explicitly state you have to have a full roster? Nope. I, I don't not, think I'm, I'm in, not one in one either. I was in one league, and I had some people complain about it, so I was like, fine, I'll go pick up some players. I mean, none of them are going to give me points. If it makes you happier, I'll put some guys on my bench, but this isn't going to change my strategy for the year at all. I, I'm in that league, and there's over 400 players rostered. Yeah. So you, it didn't matter. Yeah, I was like, okay, if you really want me to, I will. But okay, so that's kind of a workaround from a potential points perspective. Yep. Do you think that's dirty at all? No. Play the game. 
if people want to change it, if they want to say, hey, you need to have 28 players, because that's the exact situation. They say, okay, you know what? It's not fair. You only have 20 players rostered. You need to go get eight more. Okay, I'll go get eight more. I mean, it doesn't make any difference in the world. I could go get a whole bunch of guys that'll give me zero points who I'll drop at the end of the year anyways. So that's fine. But I think it's completely fair way to play. And there's nothing against any bylaw that I know of that says otherwise. Because I will, and I make sure, I mean, if the guy's even getting one more point, I will put him in my starting lineup than someone else. I will make sure to try to start my best lineup each year or each week. But I'm not going to try to go get like the best waiver ads I possibly can this year. Now, Ryan and I were on the same wavelength because he mentioned a player in the question. But if you explore trade opportunities and there's nothing there, or it's an inactive league, and like in Dynasty Kings, we're in that league together. Yep. I'm dominant in that league. My team is ass. Yes, it is. I have Kendrick Bourne. Mm-hmm. Nobody's going to pay for him. You can trade him to me. What, is it frowned upon at, from a commissioner perspective? Uh-huh. At, there's nothing explicitly stating I can't do it, but if I just drop him. As long as if you drop him, I would say if you drop him into a league that doesn't put him on waivers right afterwards, I'd be like, yeah, because it's just going to be whoever looks at their phone first and adds him. But if he goes on waivers... I mean, as long as you're not dropping like a Devontae Adams sort of player, then, no. you know, or like Adam Thielen. If someone dropped Adam Thielen, I'd be like, uh, it's probably a little too close. If someone's dropping Allen Robinson, I'm like, good for you, man. <laughs> All right. So the, uh, Ryan's question here. Yes. Basically, do you spam out offers for these lower wide receiver flex op- options for a lower pick? to get points off during bye week. So Allen Robinson, mm-hmm. Robert Woods, I opened up a trade. I updated a trade bait earlier today, and it was actually Robert Woods, Kendrick Bourne, Jarrett McKinnon, and somebody else. And I stated the price like a third gets any of them or whatever the price was. Mm-hmm. No, nobody's going to respond because it's not that active of a league. But are you spamming offers out? Are you putting... Uh, a comment in the chat like hey this is what i'll accept what are you doing i usually try to set fab to those players because there's actually a lot of like low teams that want to go pick up the whatever rookie running back they hear about throughout the season so i'll offer my fab a lot faster than i'll offer my picks because i really really try to save the picks for getting players that i really like when the push is coming because there's some guys um there's going to be a Kendrick Bourne type wide receiver that pops up week 12 that we can just start. And those guys end up costing a fourth round pick. And I don't want to use it for a bye week player right now. Just get through one week. I want to use one that I could use throughout the fantasy playoffs. Okay. Um, and as this kind of goes into another topic, uh-huh. but the types of players or the range of players that if we're dumping points and the dumping points, it really only comes into play. If you're in a league where rookie draft order is decided by potential yes. points. So potential points on my fantasy league or max points for on sleeper. Mm-hmm. And from my point of view, that is the best way to decide the rookie draft order. I'm not in any other league that does it another way. You know, I I think I've been in a league or two that it's just reverse order of standings. Mm-hmm. But then you got to start monitoring, hey, who's tanking, who's not, 
Are you setting your best lineup? And then it really, you know, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. It becomes very subjective whenever a commissioner has to go through and monitor these types of situations. But, uh, you know, the caliber of players, we, we had somebody in our discord, should I be looking, not cut them or anything, but I'm trying to get the 101. It's uh, max points for, should I dump Sam Laporta? No. <laughs> uh, should I pivot off of Lamar Jackson? No, no, you should. No, like, yeah, this needs to be, you really need to take into account the type of players that you're looking at here. And we're looking to move any of these low end pieces that most likely are going to have no value in two months and get whatever you can for them because keeping a Kendrick Bourne type player, and this is me talking to myself right now, is not worth going from the 102 to the 103. It it isn't. Yeah. Um, you know, or if you have a wide receiver, maybe and you want that, uh, you you want the more flexible asset, you know, obviously you could pivot off of and, and go for a pick there. Um, another thing I like to do is consolidate, which doesn't, it's kind of counterintuitive, but consolidate into one higher end asset if possible. That's a great way to do it. Yep. Because like, let's say I'm able to consolidate four or five players into a Trevor Lawrence well, he's only been getting 15, 16, 17 points per game. Mm-hmm. And I'm dumping players. One of them might get get 20 on a given week. And now I'm getting other guys in my flex spots. So consolidating into higher-end players is something if you have those veterans and you're looking to get some potential points off your roster because now you're avoiding any of those possibilities where somebody has a spike week. Now, when would you actually start looking at doing something like this? We're heading into week seven. Oh, I mean, right you, now. you probably should ago. have started it already. Yeah. yeah. Well, one big mistake that I see people making, and this is usually people that are outside of our little bubble in our Discord, is they'll say, hey, I'm tanking here are my players. I'm looking for picks. A lot of times I don't want to trade my pick for that specific player. Like if you have an Adam Thielen on your roster, I'm not going to give you and you add someone else. I'm not going to give you my first. It's just not going to happen in any way, shape or form. But there probably is a way to where we could do Thielen plus another player and I could give you my Higgins and that will help you out because you're losing some years there. I'm gaining some positional value, but I think people get so stuck on. I need the 24 first. I need the 24 first. I need the 24. Just get a good player who isn't producing right now or is injured this year and move that way. But I just think people get so stuck on, I got to get these picks and you're going to end up making your team have a worse pick in the draft because you aren't willing to move off players for even equal value because it just doesn't say a 24, 24 draft pick attached to it. Yeah. It becomes a war of attrition whenever you're looking at it. You're contending, mm-hmm. and this happens. Uh, this is a real life example. It happen, happens a lot, whether I'm contending and you're not, or you're mm-hmm. contending and I'm not. It becomes a war of attrition because I know you need guys that can produce. Yes. You know, I don't want those points <laughs> on my roster. Uh-huh. So who is going to budge first? Yeah. You know what? It, it, 
it, it's like that that you know pile of clothes next to the side of my bed i i you know come home from work i i get undressed i throw my clothes next to the side of the bed i could throw them down the chute my wife Wait, you guys have a chute oh we got the chute wow okay. we got I'm the chute jelly i'm a little so, so you know my wife sees them on the floor and well they're they're john's she he can take care of it a day goes by neither of us budge yet Usually it is me because, you know, uh, she does everything else possible under the sun. <laughs> Least I could do is throw a pair of pants down the chute. But that's kind of what we're going through with our trade discussion. Yes. Exactly. Who is going to be the one to throw the clothes down the chute? Yep. Yep. And sometimes it's neither of us. And Mitch and I, we have we have that proverbial pile of clothes up to the ceiling. That's true. I, I have some teams that do that, to be honest. <laughs> you know, so... Uh, it's always interesting to see who's going to budge first. And I, you know, sometimes depending on the situation, depending on where I am, it's, you know, it, it's better to, to give in, I think, than to be stubborn and hang on to that player or vice versa, you know, just, just pay the pick. I know it's overpaying, mm -hmm. but you know, maybe this is the guy that really, you know, I think a perfect example right now is Raheem Mostert. There are teams that are still one and five or two and four. Hey, come get the running back two for the 2023 season yep. off my yep. roster. But they want something that's going to package up to a first. And exactly. I don't, <laughs> but I don't fault them for trying. You know, you know, uh, you know, uh, it was a Raheem Moster and a 24 second for a 24 first from another team that I was offered yeah. to move the 24 first. And I, I just I can't do it. No, no. I can't yeah. because that Raheem Mostert is going to turn to that pumpkin eventually. He will. He will. Do we have enough time to talk about the 101 through the 104 draft picks real quick than the 24 draft? Yeah, yeah, go, now, go for it. The only reason why I want to bring it up is everybody is so like, I want the 101. I want the 101. I don't believe this draft is a Bijan or a Trevor Lawrence kind of draft to where you have to get the 101. And if you don't, oh, no, you completely ruined your team because you got the 102 and the 103. Right now, Caleb Williams is the draft prospect that everybody loves. Marvin Harrison Jr., is going to be wide receiver three the second he gets drafted. Even before that in Debbie Leagues, he's going to yeah. be at right. worst the wide receiver four, right? I mean, so he's going to be a top 12 dynasty pick as soon as it happens. And so in my view, and I really think Drake May is really close to Caleb Williams. And whether you believe that or not, that's fine. I'm just saying there isn't that huge gap between the 101 and the 103. And then if you play in a tight end premium league, you get Brock Bowers, who's going to walk in. If not as the tight end one, he will be the tight end two. So all of a sudden, now you have four players and more will come up as the season goes, as the draft process goes, as we saw with Anthony Richardson last year. We don't have that draft this year to where it's the one or one or bust. As long as I have one of the top four draft picks, I'm extremely happy. So Brill brought up in the chat to where people are willing to wait who, wait who brought it up super it's bill right i'm just you said brill brought it up oh sorry sorry i i was going a little fast there i get i get a little ahead of myself when how I dare sometimes. you make a mistake obviously i have to point it out because i've never exactly. made a mistake in my life yeah i 
get it by now. It's only been five years. But um, he's talking about people blow up their team so bad that they have Caleb Williams and just dust afterwards. And we see that happen constantly. And I just want to let people know, don't do it this year because it's not needed. If I end up with Marvin Harrison Jr. and not Caleb Williams, okay. If I get Drake May and not the other two, I'm fine. If I get Brock Mowers, that's cool. It's just, you have to understand certain draft years are different. And this year, we talked about that 23 class being amazing. All I know is the top four picks in the 24 draft are going to be highly coveted. And that's what we care about. We're going to have a top seven, eight quarterback come in mm-hmm. from dynasty values right off the bat. Top 10, 11, 12 quarterback and Drake May right off the bat. I'm sure we'll have another quarterback slide in around quarterback 16, quarterback 18. Yep. Uh, running backs, we'll have a few sprinkled in. Exactly. We'd even bring up a running back there, right? Yeah, and I think that's more to do with, like, I like a lot of the running backs coming out, but I think it's the state of the running back position. Mm-hmm. Like, just look at all these teams with multiple backs, but then you get all the injuries, but then you look at players that are producing, like a Kyron Williams, yeah. you know, a Jerome Ford. So that's kind of takes away from the the attractiveness of the rookie running backs coming in, I think because of the state of the position, but then we got Marvin Harrison jr. Coming in as a top three or four wide receiver, Brock Bowers. I mean, now with Kyle Pitts over the last two weeks, really uh, looking the part compared to the first few weeks. I I think Brock's going to be tight end two when he comes out, but now he's got the surgery, the tightrope surgery or other, obviously, I'm very technically sound when it comes to this stuff, as you can tell. But uh, has he got out a month or so, I think? Mm-hmm. So we'll see how that plays out, if that impacts anything throughout the offseason. But it's going to be, yeah, you know, I, I think you're spot on. It's going to be a situation where you don't necessarily need to land that 101 to really improve your team. Mm-hmm. And even if you get that 102 or 103, you're going to be able to move off of that pick if you yes, want to split that up. If if your team is really hurting and you just weren't able to tank well enough to get that 101, you can still split up Marvin Harrison into multiple assets to really push you in the right direction and hopefully jumpstart a rebuild. And talking about that, I think if you're starting right now or in a week or two, there's going to be a lot of people that, they realize they're not going to make the playoffs. They're going to blow their team up. And that 101, 102, 103, it's probably locked up already. It could be without they're, a doubt. They're, I, I, I'm going to go through my leagues because I want to see the actual percentage. I don't even have a guess. But there are leagues where the 101 right now is like two or 300 potential points oh, less yeah. uh-huh. than the 102. So we talked about this weeks ago. Everybody is a little overconfident in their teams to be able to perform, but then we got to do it from the losing side too. Mm-hmm. Can I lose well enough? And I think that's kind of how we wrapped up a show a few weeks ago when talking about that. But I, a lot going on in tonight's episode. You know, we went from can we stretch this out to half an hour to can we keep it under an hour? And that's typically how this goes. I love the activity of the chat, a lot of discussions here. We have the theory. Uh, conversation about dumping points and then we talk about jared god for about half an hour 
Do you see that Freudian slip there, good. Jerry? Good. Yeah. And uh-huh. then some of the middle of the road quarterbacks, they're producing, but now more than ever, we can probably tear up and get those higher end uh, dynasty quarterbacks that they're just not really giving you much more production. And some people want that production. And if they can add positional players with all these buys, with all these injuries, I think that's going to be something that could really intrigue some folks. Final thoughts. All right. We might have to update that graphic because we got the picture of Dan and Lenny Fournette and Lenny. He's, he may never return again. Yeah. He, yeah. But Did anyway, Dan wanted him to like play for the Cowboys. I'm like, I saw, dude, I don't know, man. I saw Danny, like love Dan, love him. Yeah. Great, great guy. Like genuinely a nice guy, but man, he is delusional when it comes to a lot of things involving the Dallas Cowboys and any guys he has played pickup basketball with. Like, you know, if Nicole Hardman gets traded to, I don't know, let's just say he went to the chiefs or something. Mm-hmm. Dan would be like, well, dropping a couple second round picks. <laughs> yeah, we can't say first because that's what won't happen. But <laughs> anyway, so for the 221st time, you know, I, I know during the season, especially just there's a lot going on in our personal lives with all three of us. It's tough to get out here every single week. Uh, but on the Patreon, we get out there every weekend with an episode of the Pivot Point. And if we don't produce an episode, we put together some written content and we did this last week on a team review. And I think it was well received. But anyway, final thoughts, Mitch, for the 221st time. What do you got for our listeners heading into week seven? Look, I never do this, but I'm just going to say just join the Discord. It's free. And it's not even like we're looking for you. Hey, if they're joining the Discord, they're going to join the Patreon. No, like it's just the best way to talk football there is right now. Twitter is an absolute dumpster with how it's being ran so you can't even post anything and have it be seen just join the discord give it a week and see and then if you hate it then bounce but just go in post some trade polls because everyone in there is willing to help non-stop we have so many discussions even when john and i and dan are not able to be in there so please just join up and we'll just see how it goes and we have i, I mean it's got to be 10 different countries at this point represented oh at least yeah like i I wake up at 6, 7 a.m. Eastern time, and there are full-blown conversations happening throughout the entire night. And I'm like, geez, Louise, I got to catch up here. But, uh, yeah, just come check out the Discord completely free. Um, You know, anything, any of our partners, anything that we're promoting, yeah, we throw a few links in there. We rarely tag everyone i know that gets annoying the the at is it at at everyone i guess in in discord but uh so for dan lamagna mitch Sorensen, i'm john bauer hopefully you guys enjoy this episode and we should be seeing you next week uh that's always a a last minute discussion (laughs) but hopefully everybody had a, a good week six and an even better week seven see you guys peace